I'm going to need you guys to come over soon. Miranda got me a piece oven for our anniversary. Oh, oh hell. On my way. Yeah. <laughs> wood burning. Yeah, I've been scared to try it, but it's sitting over here. Oh, man. You know, Ben just made pizza from scratch. What was it? Thursday. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to set that one up, Shane. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll be there. Oh, right. <laughs> I am. She told me, she's like, you've been talking about it, but you're never going to spend the money on yourself. So here it is. I'm like, yeah, that's legit. <laughs> yeah, that's why I haven't bought one. I'm like, I love pizza, but I don't know if I'd ever mm-hmm. buy the oven. And I want to right. so bad. Oh, man, you know what? Now that I think about it, you got all them list of burgers that you made. Now you're going to have a whole mm. list of different pizzas that are <laughs> you, know. you come over, I'm just going to hand you a menu. Yeah. What, what do you want tonight? <laughs> Casa de Shane. <laughs> he has tablecloth over the table with candles and, you know, fine china laid out. Yeah. Walks up with, with a little towel over his arm. Oh, mm, the specials today are pepperoni pizza with brie cheese. Well, that's fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds good. That might be good. Yeah, that might be good. Welcome to yet another episode of the Paranormal Minds of JST, to which I, Shane, am the star. He ain't lying. (laughs) (laughs) I am joined by uh, two extras the studio sent over. I think it was uh, Toby and John, I think. Yeah, I'm Toby. (laughs) It's Teddy. (laughs) But no, for real, Josh and Tommy, uh, in case this is your first time tuning in and you're like, what the fuck did I just turn into? But uh, (laughs) They do it probably every time they tune in. (laughs) Here we go again. (laughs) Why do I keep listening to this? (laughs) But uh, got something a little different for us tonight, a little bit. Um, It's more of a mystery, right? So uh, I was reading on this subject and... In no way was it portrayed as paranormal, but that's where my mind took it, and I started doing deeper research on it on the subject. Uh, So much so that I almost changed the subject completely. But I I think I think we'll get where we need to go. But uh, this is about the Kirkendall family phone stalker. Hmm. uh, I'm a little interested now. So this is paranormal. (laughs) No, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you guys heard of this bone stalker no. before? Okay. All right, so let's take a journey back to 2007. The Phoenix Lander was just launched to Mars. The final chapter in the uh, Harry Potter series was released. And we were already on our way to the 2008 recession with gas hitting an average of 338 a gallon, which that's it's like higher than we're at right now, isn't it? So... <laughs> uh, so this is also the year the first iPhone came out for you Apple losers. <clears throat> uh, <coughs> I had to make the camera look at me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, this is around the time cell phones really started hitting popularity, too, back in 2007. Uh, I think I had my first one in 2006. What about you guys? Do you remember? Yeah, I'm going to say about, about the same, maybe 2005, Uh 2004. Yeah. Okay. I think mine was definitely after high school, for sure. Yeah, me too. I, mine was there <laughs> in high school, but I had minutes, and I'd burn through them, like, first day. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, I think we all had minutes to start, yeah, right? Until nine o'clock, and, and then, then it was free. Yeah, yep. and weekends was free. Oh yeah. <laughs> but so uh, you guys remember the capability of cell phones? So just to put us in that 2007 mindset, well, like Shane, why the hell are you talking about cell phones? Well, I already said it was a phone stalker, though. All right, so we're going to jump over to a girl, 16-year-old girl named Courtney Kirkendall. Uh, she lived in Firecrest, Washington. Right? So she started receiving texts from her friends one day asking why she was texting odd things to them, childish things, you know, like calling them random names or saying random words. So they're responding or sending texts to her like, why are you sending us this junk? And Courtney's like, I, I didn't. Y'all are being lame, thinking they were just trying to prank on her. So she just kind of brushed it off, right? Well, Courtney and her family. So uh, Courtney had an older sister that was married, uh, lived in her own house. She had an older brother that worked at a nearby Air Force base and, of course, mother and father. Well, they all started receiving very threatening phone calls and texts from a restricted number. All at once, boom, started coming in. Uh, the caller had a scratchy, raspy voice, and he would threaten things like rape, uh, murdering their pets, slitting their throats while each other watched. Like it got, it got real, real dark for him. And it's worth mentioning to make that even weirder that not just the Kirkendalls were getting these calls and texts. That two other very nearby families, I think, even on the same street, maybe. Uh, don't quote me on that, but they were close. Uh, they started getting the same phone calls, same text messages, all, all the same style stuff. Uh, that would be the McKay family and the Price family. So three families receiving all this crazy stuff. And you think that's bad enough, but then things started to progress, which this is where I got really interested in the story. You know, like, okay, just some crazy guy calling. Um, they would, they were getting these calls around the clock, but now the threatening was including specific observational messages as if no matter what any of them were doing, the person that was calling and texting them could see them. And this is around the clock in their rooms and privacy that there's no way that anybody should be seeing them. Uh, so he would comment on, you know, what they were wearing or when they would leave and come back home. Uh, one time, one of the McKays was slicing limes in her home and received a text just stating, I prefer lemons. Uh, they, yeah, things like that. So, of course, the, the Kirkendalls are panicked. They get a new security system. And as soon as this new security system was installed, the caller called them and was like, yeah, I already know the code to that. That's, that's not going to help. So... <laughs> Uh, so rightfully so, the family's got the police involved about this time. They're like, we need you guys to figure this out. So the police, with their fancy call tracking devices, I don't know how any of that works, but they can trace calls. The calls and texts were all coming from each other. Like the three families involved, it looked like when they were traced that they were calling each other from each other's phones and texting from each other's phones. So then all of a sudden, it looks like a, a weird three-family hoax. They're like, ha, 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 let's all just threaten each other and, and do all this crap. And while that was being explained to them, they're like, okay, you know, maybe it's the kids. You know, we can figure this out. Well, as they're leaving the police uh, station, uh, one of them gets a voicemail with the recording of that conversation with the police. Like someone recorded the conversation and sent it to them in a voicemail. So they immediately took took the phones from the kids, thinking, okay, if it's the kids, you know, we're adults, we're not doing this to each other. Well, it never stopped. They turned off the phones, took the batteries out, never stopped. They changed phone numbers, switched phones, never stopped. <laughs> it just kept going and going and going. Uh, even to the point like their ringtones would randomly change. Uh, I feel like that's worth throwing in there you know, for it seems unconnected. Like, how are they in there changing their ringtones? Right. So this went on for about four months, I think. And finally, the police brought it higher than them. They're like, you know, we can't get to the bottom of this. So uh, the FBI got involved, and then that's the last you hear of it. Um, 
There were no other reports. There was no resolution release. There was no follow-up interviews. Nothing. It all just stopped and disappeared. So I was, and I told you this led me down a rabbit hole pretty much. So I was reading this and I'm like, okay, thinking back to 2007, could how easy is it to spoof another number? We know there's apps and things that can do that now. But 2007, the first year the iPhone was out, I don't remember apps at that time. I'm sure the iPhone had apps, but uh, were they already to that degree? You know, could they do all this stuff? So I started questioning that. Well, then I started thinking, you know, like, what if they got into something? You know, we've already experienced and talked about how spirits or things of that nature can go through digital recorders or be picked up on TVs or hear them on the phones. So I was like, I wonder how common that is, you know, to be connected to phones, right? And this is where I almost changed the subject because there are thousands of stories of ghost calling from beyond the grave, you know, all kinds of crazy happenings. And it's like, okay, there, there can't be this many stories out there on something that isn't at least remotely true. Um, one that really stuck out to me is uh, about Charles Peck. Now, back in 2008, so just a year later, uh, he was in a bad train wreck in San Fernando Valley. I think uh, 25 people died in the train wreck. Well, right after the wreck, he thir- 35 calls are recorded. Now, this this is legit, all documented. 35 calls went to his loved ones from his phone, right? And this is over the span of 11 hours while they're trying to get through the wreckage. That's how bad this train wreck was. And everybody who answered the phone only had static. So they never heard a voice. They're just like, oh, man, maybe he's injured. They knew about the train wreck. You know, they're telling him, hang on, hang on. And he, he called all of his loved ones over this course of time. Well, that was over the course of 11 hours. They found him actually on the 12th hour. And he was he was dead, but he was dead on impact. Like he had been dead the whole time. Uh so like, man, that's that's interesting. So we'll skip all the other little stories because this one's actual documented fact that this happened and was never explained. So to bring us back, so it doesn't seem like I'm just rambling, my my thought was maybe this phone stalker could be something paranormal. You know, spirits and demons get mixed up sometimes. Maybe demons can go into phone lines, but figured it was worth opening up to a conversation, get what you guys think about this. Yeah. It Um, is interesting. It is. And we've had cell phones for, what, since the late 80s, I think. Um, I wonder if... The newer technology, like the iPhone uh, that you're talking about, I wonder if it runs on a different frequency as the older phones did. Because <clears throat> I don't remember hearing stories of the older phones, like somebody calling on one of the old, you know, bricks that you used to have to hold up to your head. <laughs> <laughs> but you do hear a lot of stories about, <clears throat> especially loved ones, calling after the fact. And uh, I wonder if that has something to do with the, the frequencies in which those phones are on, you know, operate. And it's easier for spirits to, that may be the same frequency that those spirits dwell in. Because that's what our whole planet's about or what our bodies are about or different frequencies and and things like that. So I got to wonder if that's possibly how they're doing it. Yeah, could be. I know uh, there's a lot of this recorded on landlines too, though. So, uh, but you're right. I don't. I, not one comes to mind. The old brick cell phone. It's just landlines and new cell phones. Right. The landlines, I kind of understand too. Um, it's copper lining. It's it's grounded to the earth. It's mm-hmm. maybe that's how they're able to you know, travel that way too. Um, but I wonder why, and it could be demon, could be demon or just, 
the ghost of a serial killer i don't know on the phone it's like i'm gonna you know (laughs) chop your head off or whatever they were gonna do that is kind of wild that you're getting violent like phone calls like if it was random static like the you know the guy calling for 11 hours i could understand but violent phone calls that's kind of wild yeah and especially three families outside of the same house same voice and watching all of them right that's where i'm like one person yeah they can't do that unless they have military grade spy equipment set up <laughs> in all their houses <laughs> yeah and to record that whole conversation with the police officer that's crazy as hell like dude, yeah either you're one ballsy serial killer or <laughs> or this is a ghost <laughs> I see the wheels turning, Tommy. What's going on? Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> he believes none of it. No, no, I'm not saying I, I, I definitely believe it. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, like, why these three families, you know, out of everybody in this neighborhood, you know, were they close to each other? Like, and I'm not talking about, you know, living right next door, but close, like they go to the barbecues and you know, birthday parties and stuff like that, you know, type close, you know. Uh, And I don't know, like, we're talking about where she's cutting limes up and he sends a text like, I prefer lemons and all this. Like, I know our phones now, like, I know they can be hacked, you know. And people can use the cameras and see what we're doing and stuff like that. You know, that's why people told people to, you know, put tape over their laptop cameras so the FBI wouldn't see what porn they like. Uh, <laughs> but, <clears throat> but that was proven. Like the FBI was using, like, breaking into people's, like, laptop cameras and webcams and watching them. So, uh, but I don't think in 2007 the cameras were that advanced. I think they were mostly pictures. Like you couldn't really do videos, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe on the iPhone. Uh, and if you could, I think the Razor, I think I had a Razor at that time. I think you could do a video, but it was so grainy and, you know. Right. And I, I don't think it was something. Like it was grainy now. It was not grainy then. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> and you got to think about technology too. As far as screens, yeah. you could have pulled that video off your razor and watched it on a computer at the time, and it wouldn't have been as grainy. It would have been yeah. just normal. Yeah, just like me seeing you now. Yeah. Well, I don't know a lot about like the technology aspect of it, you know. Right. But I'm sure, like you know, you would have to be connected to the internet and a lot of phones. You had to pay for internet service. Yeah. You know, that was like an extra thing on a plan. Like you couldn't, not like today where it's automatic, you know. Um, and think too, like all all of that aside, you just referenced the lemons. Even if they were hacked into the camera, internet wasn't grainy, all of that stuff, she'd have to have it set up, pointed at her. And then it depends on what type of phone, because like I said, a lot of phones didn't have a front facing camera, you know? So. Yeah, definitely. So, and I I know nowadays people point their, they're like, I'm cooking, I'm eating anything they do. They're recording. Yeah. They weren't doing that in 2007. No, no. I mean, so, and plus what Facebook was just, kind of starting out like it hadn't hit big yet around that time so it's not like everything they were posting was going on facebook because i know once facebook really took off that's when you did have all those pictures of people like look at this cheeseburger i'm eating look at this dress or look at these you know whatever you know check out my closet like no one cares oh (laughs) oh wow Facebook started 2004. That's earlier than I oh, thought. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I got a Facebook until like 2009 or 10. 
So yeah, I think that's a mine was like 2009, I think. Because yeah. I was big, I was even then. I'm like, ah, fuck social media. I'm like, I don't want no social media. Right. <laughs> well, it was like MySpace. That was the biggest thing at the yeah. time. So I miss choosing your top eight friends. <laughs> right. It was just like a <laughs> you to everybody. Like that in my top eight. Yeah. Man. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. You know. Right. <laughs> and you knew you knew when there was beef going down. Like, uh oh. John got replaced with Chad. Something happened. <laughs> that was kind of a dick move by MySpace, though. <laughs> oh, he knew what was up. Because <laughs> everybody could see that. And it's like, oh, man, I'm best friends with Josh. Let me check out his... What? I'm not even on his top eight? <laughs> you remember those guys that would pick, like, eight random females and put up there oh, like man. he was somebody and they're like Ooh, no <laughs> oh, that's man. your top eight what <laughs> although it, it, it was cool if you did visit somebody's page they you could put like music on the yeah on the page so it's like oh. i had i had typo negative september sun on mine <laughs> i don't even remember what i had on mine i love typo negative i don't know why <laughs> yeah, pretty good. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, stroll down memory lane there. But uh, <laughs> all right, Tommy, you did ask if there was a, a connection with the family. So one of them did have a daughter the same age as Courtney Kirkendall, okay. and they were friends. Uh, so I'm glad you mentioned that because that's what widely they said. Like, oh, since it's two teenage girls, it's probably a, a teenage boy out there trying to mess with them, mm-hmm. and that's that's really where the police let it, like you know, left it. Yeah. Like, this is probably what it is. So, a 16 year old boy in 2007 had learned how to hack three fam- entire family cell phones, had security cameras hidden in all three of these houses. Hey, that just seems really far-fetched to me. Yeah. I mean, Even, that would have to be the most ninja of teenage <laughs> boys. <laughs> or it's a poltergeist. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, So let's go back to when we were six. I'm going to say 16. We still do it now, trying to conjure up the dead. And, you know, <laughs> do but we were more foolish with it at, at 16. Right. And who's to say these girls didn't sit around and accidentally open a portal uh, yeah. and welcome something that attached into their cell phones and these families were connected and it was able to travel and connect to all of them. Uh, so what's with the one-off? Like why, if the two were friends, then who was the third? Was there another kid involved around the same age or is it, is it known? There, uh, there might've been, I think, I think the third family, I can't remember which one, uh, there weren't a lot of reports from them. So they might have been more private. They were just uh, like, yeah, we are involved. And they might have had a kid. Um, I could imagine you want this to kind of be hushed. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, uh, you don't want people thinking like you're being stalked or anything, or maybe you're crazy or part of a hoax. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would put money on there was probably another kid in yeah. that third household. And I would assume around the same age. Yeah. Well, because um, with the police reports talking about taking the phones from the kids and all this stuff, it's like, no, there was, uh, there was a third one. That's why they instantly went to it's some other teenager messing with them. Yeah. But, like, it, it doesn't make sense to go through all that trouble because it sounds like uh, like you said, this is 2007, <clears throat> just before the recession. The family's obviously relatively well-to-do, not, maybe not, you know, not rich by any means, but your kids have iPhones. So my thing is, is like, you're not doing it for the money. So it's got to be something. You're not going to, like, why... You know, why would you think that they're, you know, after each other, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. They're not doing it for money, so. No. All right. We know that the police, they always go for the simplest explanation. Yeah. 
It's like, rather than us actually figure out who's trying to kill three families, let's just say it's a prank by some teenager. Yeah, right. like, that's responsible. Yeah. They'd have been real <laughs> fucked up. One of them came up dead. Right. <laughs> I don't know. So while digging into the the phone stuff, like can spirits, can demons get into phone lines and you know go through cell phones? Obviously, there's a ton of stuff out there. Which maybe maybe we will circle back and talk about that deeper another time. But I do want to point out that there was a two year investigation in the seventies. So this this is a long existing theory. I think uh, Scott. Rogo and Raymond Bayless are the ones who did the study. And there's a book out there they documented. And everything I read about it, it's legit. Like, they found real evidence that it happened. And uh going to have to get this book and talk about it. Yeah. But, so we have research evidence proving that this can happen. Yeah. Uh, in some form or fashion. That's crazy. In the 70s? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The book is called Phone Calls from the Dead. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Little uh, preview. I, we're going to do an episode on it. I'm going to get the book and we'll we'll review it. Yeah, I'm down for that. Well, <clears throat> I'll have to audio book it so I can actually listen to it because I'm not going to read it. I, I will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I might read a, fuck, a couple of chapters, but I'll have to listen to it. <laughs> Which my when I googled it to get the reason I didn't just buy it outright is because it's one hundred and eighty seven dollars for some reason. Holy shit! And I'm like, that's an expensive book. <laughs> <laughs> is it made of gold? <laughs> what it is hey, is the government's so like, no, you don't need this book because it's true. <laughs> right? Do you know that might be legit? <laughs> that, that or selling it for um, educational purposes. If it's an educational book, they love to. Upcharge all that. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, because I I went to Books a Million to buy a History of the Crusades, and it was like three hundred sixty dollars. They don't want you to know the truth. <laughs> I mean, I already know a little bit. I stole one book from a library. You heard that NSA. <laughs> Right? What? I didn't mean to. Nah. Too late. <laughs> who, who was, How do you not mean to steal a book? I moved, and I forgot I had the book. Okay? And I moved to Louisiana. And like, Instead of responsibly calling the library, see, can I ship this back to you? I need an address. You just kept it. I, I did Thief. bring them back to <clears throat> the big book of vampires. So. Oh, man. I did return a library book like 20 years late one time. I still remember the book. It was The Watsons Go to Birmingham. And it's like a required reading of like third grade or something. Well, when I was like 15 or so, my little sister needed it for school. And so I checked it out on my library car, gave it to her. And this is about the time we all move different places and stuff. And it was years later. She's like, hey, I have I have this book on your library car. I'm like, oh, man. So then I threw it in with all my books, moved around a few more times, and it was really just a few years ago, a couple years ago, that I returned it. <laughs> and they're like, well, we'll gladly take it back, but you got to fine. And I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be $800. They're like, oh, no, we stop after the value of the book. It's only $10. I'm like, okay. Oh, well. <laughs> wow, man, every company in the world should take that motto. <laughs> oh, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, what was it? I think Redbox was the same. Like, if you took a Redbox movie and didn't return it, you had the late fees until they added up to how much the Redbox movie cost. Yeah, but that was their price of the movie, and it was oh, ungodly yeah. expensive. Yeah. It was like $50 <laughs> or $40 or something. Yeah. It was stupid. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, man. So, so speaking of you know, government censoring the book and stuff, uh, what are your thoughts on... Uh, the FBI coming in. So let's let's just say it is paranormal, right? I know we'll have our ideas about that. Is that something you think they'd come in and just shut them up instantly? Like, hey, 
don't talk about this. Scully probably did. Mulder, not so much. <laughs> the X-Files. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's weird that they shut him up. It is weird. Because if it was, let's just say it was somebody that was after him, all the calls would have been put out there because they would have wanted the voice. I say all the calls. You know, they keep certain things to, like, yeah. nail somebody when it comes down to it. But if it was a killer, they would be like, this is his voice. If you hear him, you recognize it, call us, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like, yeah, they, they knew something was going on, and they were like, yeah, shut him up because – they don't want the government doesn't want us to know things like this that ghosts exist and aliens exist and all this. Except for, well, now now they would know aliens exist, but <laughs> well, that, that's because they're doing a horrible job of running the country right now. So right, I mean. they're like, ah, we got to lie to them. <laughs> <laughs> I I wonder that like because we we've talked about this a few times where people are silenced, like the dude with the the Middle Earth. Um, Middle Earth. That's, Hollow Earth. <laughs> that's Lord of the Rings. Uh, but the dude who flew his plane, and then they had him silenced his whole life. Yeah. I just can't imagine what they're doing and saying to these people to actually make them silent. Because even if they threaten me with death and be like, people need to know. But if they threaten your family with death, it's a little different. Yeah. I don't know if you, if they were going to kill, you know, the kids and your wife, you'd probably be like, ah, I'll be quiet. Well, unless you don't love them even... and then we'll just, just <laughs> 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 let them die. You go John Wick and you take the, your vengeance. All right. <laughs> don't let them kill your dog. But I, I, I mean, it could be something worse than death. Like, you're talking about stuff like a lot of people now always heard if you want to control somebody, you give them something that they're afraid that's going to be taken away from them. And then you threaten to take it away. And that's how you control people. If that makes sense. So a lot of people nowadays is a economical or social type deal. You know, everybody's worried about their credit report being poor you know, you always hear the threat of, I will make sure you'll never work again, or I will bankrupt you, or, and things like that, you know, and it freaks people out because it's taking away something that they assume they need, and in a way, society has made it to where you do need certain things like money and things like that, but, you know, maybe that's it, you know, threaten to take yeah. away the one thing that they're scared to lose. No. Show me what you cherish most in this world and give me the pleasure of taking it away. It reminds me of that. I'm going to buy you a puppy. And then when you fall in love with that puppy, I'm going to take that puppy and I'm going to stab it in the throat. <laughs> We're going to have to edit that part out. Peter is going to be unhappy. <laughs> Josh, I need you to make us a compilation of every time Tommy says we need to edit that out. <laughs> Because I think it's at least once an episode. Yeah. I don't say it once an episode. <laughs> that is debatable. <laughs> <laughs> that is debatable. Well, I mean, I just want to make sure since, you know, last time we made fun of rednecks and we were like, maybe we should take that one out. <laughs> nah. I am really curious as to, to just to kind of jump back on topic, what linked these three families together? So much so that, you know, that the ghost was targeting them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like Shane wow. said, probably. Maybe maybe the other family that we don't know any much anything about does have, like, either a teenage daughter or a teenage kid, son, you know. And uh, they did do, like, a seance or played with the Ouija board or something and... You know, yeah, I think I'm, I'm gonna go with a Ouija board 2007. Uh, 
I mean, Ouija boards have been popular for since what the a long time Shit. ago. Yeah, yeah a long time. Ago. Were, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and being that age and having cell phones, you know, they were probably sitting right there next to the board, probably taking pictures of it too. Oh, uh, yeah. I think we just that, yeah that's that's probably it. It just directly sucked this demon essence into their phones and yeah. I mean, think about it. What if it's there? And you know, everybody thinks that the demon or the spirit is around. What if it is the spirits in the board, right? And they took a picture. Now, you know, a lot of people, especially indigenous tribes of like Africa or India and places like that they don't allow pictures taken because they believe it steals the soul, right? So they're sitting around the spirit or demons in the board and they take a picture of the board because, you know, the planchette is moving. And they're like, I'll take a picture. And they took a picture. And like you said, Shane, it just sucked the soul out of the board. All right, Josh, I need you to test that. Grab that Ouija board real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Look, he's been itching. So I'm going to get off here, guys. (laughs) <laughs> where's my phone i don't even know where my phone's at <laughs> you you know it's bad let's say josh actually did that and then told us like no i'm getting fucking threatening calls and texts right. oh man I, I don't think we'd believe him it'd be like josh you're full of shit he would send it through <laughs> yeah. a text and that's how it travels it's through text and that's why it's like oh, okay i'm gonna send it to y'all so <laughs> you get them too <laughs> We're sitting there doing like exorcisms on our phone, right? <laughs> I just, I just take it to the local Catholic church and just drop the whole thing into like the holy water. Like, there you go. What now, bitch? Yeah, waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it rises up and it's like I am waterproof. <laughs> little, little do you know, like the demons in the electronic boards on the inside. So, like, it didn't waterproofing did nothing. <laughs> Or right. just trapped it in your phone. Like, it's just in your phone at that point. <laughs> can't get out. Can't go nowhere. <laughs> can you can you go into a cathedral or church, wherever, and get holy water? If you're like, hey. Catholic church, a lot of them have the bowl, like, right when you enter. And it, so you would, you know, do your, you know. Oh, yeah. All right. You don't think they'd stop us if I came in with like a I mean, empty two liter bottle and like filled it up? I, I mean, they probably would. They'd definitely question <laughs> it. Do you need this water, my son? But like, I got a lot of demons, Father. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, who's to say you probably couldn't go with like little vowels, you know? Because I know people get like blessed oils and water. Like, you can buy it, but, I mean, I'm sure you could go and be like, Father, can you bless these oils and vow and water, you know? And, and if you find the right priest, it might just, you know. I would need to look into that. I want to I, I want to say play with holy water, but that sounds disrespectful. But It is, uh, in a way. Shame. Experiment with holy water is better. You're an ordained minister, Okay. But he's not a Catholic <laughs> priest, and that's what the difference. I, okay. I don't have the power. Damn it. <laughs> I can marry you. I, I can't exercise you. No, you could. <laughs> <laughs> that's for the OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> well, you could call a Catholic church and see if they would do that. Are people at churches that answer phones? I mean, I assume. That sounds weird. Like, yeah. just, they answer it like, St. Peter's Church, how you doing? Like, Well, I mean, I, I get some churches do have business. Like, they run like a business, so they'll have somebody there doing accounting and, you know, uh, things uh. like that. So, I mean, not all the time. Like, they just show up if it's a small church. Now, probably like one of the huge mega churches where they heal you and ask for jets that Jesus told them they needed, you know. Um, <laughs> Evangelicals. <laughs> have you seen that video? It is that dude who did the COVID nineteen like thing, yeah. where he's talking about like 
they're talking about having a private jet and he's like could you imagine we need that to go out there and spread the word could you imagine being in a long tube with demons yeah like, that woman said called? something and i'm pretty sure that guy wanted to eat her freaking face yeah she was like did you call normal people demons i did not say that and then he went right back to smiling <laughs> yeah like man I mean, dude you are a demon don't worry but, but yeah, that they, those mega churches have people that work there constantly because of daycare, schools, things like that. Unless there's a flood, then they don't allow anybody there. <laughs> so priorities. Oh man, just like Jesus, well, you know. I I don't want mega church, holy water. I, I think I, I trust the smaller guys a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I see you can buy it online. And I'm like, wait, anybody could just put water in a vial and say. <laughs> what is it? It's, it's like kosher, you know, because what kosher is just, you know, it's blessed with certain ingredients and stuff that's, you know, Jewish people aren't allowed to eat. You know, Orthodox Jewish people aren't allowed to eat, you know. So. Mm-hmm. And you go to a store and buy kosher del- dill pickles and kosher hot dogs. Yeah. A lot of trust out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can buy anything off the internet, including people. I'm not going to so, touch uh, that. <laughs> yeah, that's when I'm jumping back to a subject. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so talking about, you know, the phones and screens and stuff, I, it was recently brought to my attention. Actually, my wife was talking about it, something she had seen, that some sort of demonic energies could pass through screens, through through phones, through TV. And I never really thought about that uh, because, you know, I'll be reviewing stuff from our ghost hunts and things like that. And she's talked about putting, like, protection sigils on the screen so whatever was captured on that tape, tape, on the recording... Uh, <laughs> That it doesn't come through the screen. We get it, Shane. We're old. (laughs) (laughs) And so I wonder, too, let's say this, you know, we were talking about how they were seeing and everything. Do you think that is a possibility? That it was not only just traveling between their phones and waves, but actually came out of the screen? But it's funny you said tape. You know, nowadays... A lot of the memory in a cell phone is it's all electronic, just changing, ever changing. But that tape is a magnetic, it's a physical, like it's that that would make more sense if something was coming through a screen because of that tape. Um, I think that's why the ring was so big I mean, back in the day, because it was on a videotape. But um, I don't know. I, I guess it could. The electrical, the pulses that go through the screens and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it could come through there. It does make sense. Yeah, that's where I start to get confused. Because certainly believe these things travel through their vibrations and waves. You know, we've talked about a million times. But once you get to it being translated to a digital format and then still being able to come out of the screen, that's like, and that's some... Some heavy shit that I can't wrap my brain around. <laughs> yeah. But I think I've told you guys the computer I take ghost hunting, I feel like it is haunted though. Because anytime I turn it on and mess with it, my my Xbox comes on. Yeah. And it's the only thing that does it. And it's like, why? And that only started, I've had this laptop for a while after we started ghost hunting. And it's like, what the f- look. It's going on. Look, I just want to get in some kills on Call of Duty, okay? Just <laughs> that is weird because you, you yeah you've had that one for a while. Why would it all of a sudden start doing anything? But that could be boiled down to um, again we talk about the the ghosts and stuff being able to like soak into something and the precious metals like the gold and stuff that the boards that are made, the copper lines that they're made out of, um, the boards are made out of. Yeah. Be absorbed into that. And, and again, it could be the, where the digital thing comes from where like we rely so heavily on, on 
circuit boards these days and they have to be, you know, they have to be made out of these precious metals that you could easily uh, get something absorbed into it that would be, be able to pass on through, so... I'm starting to believe this digital thing a little more. I mean, plus, we don't know the... Like, we know about copper and, you know, all that. But what about the rare earth minerals, right? Like platinum, cobalt, things like that. What... I mean, I I don't know if we can really touch cobalt as much as we (laughs) can get a big chunk of it, because I think it's radioactive. It is. Cobalt 60 is. Yeah. But like the rare earth minerals that are in our phones, how conductive are they to paranormal energies? You know, are they more conductive, less conductive? Hmm. That'd be cool. I don't know how you'd measure that, but that would be cool to test. Because all over the world, people believe there's different minerals, metals, rocks, or whatever it is that are conduits or you know conductors to the spiritual energy because we've heard what certain places are like limestone is is the best and some people are like no it's clear quartz crystal and it's it's all over the place so yeah i don't know how how you would measure that that's a hard one to measure because like the crystal thing a lot of people don't believe crystals have like healing properties to them or um, or are able to absorb those energies, but I know we all do because obviously we have experiments that use them. Um, but a lot of people don't believe that stuff, and I, I don't. It, that's an uh, you can't just like stick leads to it and be like, hey, yeah, that's doing something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of it too deals with like people not believing in it is because you're looking at just a rock, and to some people they just think a rock is a rock. You know, uh, yeah. nothing, nothing about that. And, you know, um, but what if we took old technology that just had, that doesn't have like the rare earth minerals, like a cell phone. Right. But we took something like a voice recorder. If we could find one for like the 1970s or eighties, you know, and try to see if we could pick up EVPs better on something that, like a cell phone or, um, you know, regular voice recorder. Like maybe the rare earth minerals harness more and you're able to pick up on that instead of that. I think that's kind of what Shane was aiming for with the tapes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Due to the magnetic energy, like everything you're just explaining, which, uh, yeah, we've done that a few times, uh, uh, only one video out live right now, right. but I've already reviewed for the other two. It, it didn't get any EVPs, but of course it's not on recording, but Josh and I heard the most f***ed up ass recording on one of the tapes. Yeah. And then the tape burn up. I, I don't know. I think we mentioned this before. Like no one's ever going to believe us. That sounds so made up, so <laughs> horror movie esque. But it's like not making it up, man. Yeah, it was real. That was real. <laughs> it was very real. And we weren't recording because we were just getting it ready and had recorded a little bit and then rewound it to play, and then that's when it came through. Yeah. So that could be some evidence there to prove it. Like you know, it was the magnetic energy. We had just got into the house and it just absorbed a lot and it was too much for the tape to handle. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I love using the old stuff because I think same idea with the high eight that we carry around with us. And actually, yeah, I love, I love the old stuff. I wish there was more of it readily available. But and didn't cost a fortune because it seems to be going up in price a lot. Oh, yeah, when you do find it, yeah. it's like, man, I remember this being at Goodwill for a quarter for this cassette player. And <laughs> yeah. Now it's, uh, $85. At Goodwill. Down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are getting ridiculous there. <laughs> I haven't been to Goodwill in a while, so. Get off eBay, Goodwill. <laughs> I've seen the TikToks where people find, like, to-go containers from Olive Garden. And they're in Goodwill with $5 price tag on them. Oh, hell no. <laughs> what, 
I like watching those where they go in and they'll find like stuff that I know I've seen in my house or my grandparents' house from like the eighties, the decorative like um casserole dishes and serving bowls and stuff, and they're like, Oh, it's fifty cents and then they put it up on eBay, it's like a hundred and five dollars. Yeah, y'all just making stuff up at this point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But man, that's that's everywhere. So I I go to yard sales always in search of the old you know Nintendo stuff and things like that because you used to be able to find it like oh well, there's ten games here. I tell you what, I'll give you twenty bucks for all ten games. Yeah, oh, okay. I went to one. I hadn't seen the games in a while, and this dude had a whole table of them. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make him offer. I'm going home with all these. What are you looking for? Uh, thirty p pe- thirty a piece on them. I'm like thirty thirty a piece. And he's like, I got them listed for more online, but I'm just trying to move them. Oh, yeah. Huh? Hey, what the? <laughs> First off, like, what did you have that, you know? And it wasn't even like the rare ones. Like, I saw, you know, they're just, just standard. You know, your Mario, your oh. Mario Kart, your Donkey Kong. And it's like, I have six copies of Donkey Kong. I probably paid 50 <laughs> cents a piece for yeah. them. <laughs> That's Man. crazy. The world of reselling these days. Yeah. Gotta love it. What's sad right. is everybody thinks they have something when they really don't. I love, they'll pull it up like, oh, no, it's listed on eBay. Like, yeah, but has it sold on eBay? I remember the, the Pokemon 25th anniversary. I think that was last year. And uh, they did an Oreo release, right? And they were, had Mew cookies, and they were supposed to be super rare. And then the first couple that were found popped up on eBay for like $50,000 and Damn. things like that. So... I was like, man, and they just kept coming. So then we found one and a package of Oreos. So I'm like, oh shit. You know, I'm like sealing it up real quick and I go to eBay and I'm like, oh man, they're they're hitting like a hundred thousand dollars now. Not a one of them had sold ever. And I'm like <laughs> I mean <laughs> I should have known better. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're gonna drop a hundred thousand dollars on a cookie, you know, like <laughs> and then no one no one anybody's luck, they're like, okay, I'm gonna wrap it. Seal it, $100,000 cookie right there in a special container that will keep it fresh forever. And then they're like, little kid comes by and it's like, oh, cookie, eats it. <laughs> <laughs> if they had the disposable income to buy that cookie, I think they'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would gladly make a profit. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. My son was like, dad. We need $150,000. And I'm like, for what? I do need that. But for what? Like, we need $150,000 to buy golden Air Jordans. And I'm like, I'm not spending $150,000 on a pair of fucking shoes. (laughs) No. (laughs) I barely want to spend $60 on some damn shoes. Right? Oh, right. (laughs) Man. I spent $40 on them the other day and was mad. Like, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right well i think i think we've hit all the angles we can on this one so i know that they kind of jumped around but you guys see where i went down the rabbit hole it's like okay yeah. this is an interesting mystery story and then it's like well well wait a second maybe this is paranormal and i could not find anything out there that they had suggested that this could be paranormal but i thought that was odd right because even things like we're like no, Jimmy was tired of his family and took off. You know, he didn't want to be there anymore. People will still say aliens. Yeah. yeah. And it seemed no one referenced anything at all on this one. So either I'm just totally dead off on this or <laughs> there's been a lot of hush hush, which I guess we'll see if we all wake up dead tomorrow. Right. Or, or we right. just get a call it's like, hey, don't upload that, you know. <laughs> It's going up. <laughs> You're going to but, kill me. <laughs> Maybe it's just one of those things where people, you know, it, the police say it's this. So, you know, everybody takes it because, you know, a lot of people see the police and all that as a trusted source, you know. Maybe not nowadays, but <clears throat> back then. Um, so maybe it's one of those things like, oh, they believe it was just a hoax. It's just a hoax, you know. These families got together and tried to make a name for themselves. You know, it, it's so easy to one-off that, you know. Right. So. Yeah, for sure. 
right. Well, cool. Let's, yeah, I guess wrap it up with official final thoughts. We kind of did pre-final thoughts right there. But uh, that's Tommy's thoughts. Tommy's thoughts. No, no, that wasn't my thoughts. I'm just. Oh saying yeah, you stuck with them now. <laughs> Want to give your official final thoughts? To... <laughs> no, okay, I guess I'll give my official final thoughts. I think because when when you brought up the train wreck guy, uh. You know, that when you were talking about this has happened, that was the first story popped in my head before you even talked about it. You know, and there are other, and like you said, there are others of people just like right before, you know, they find the body or something or phones not even near them when they found the body and they still had these phone calls. And in some cases, I think there was a couple with voicemail messages. Um, so... I believe that because we do talk about energy and how energy doesn't die. It just transforms or moves or, you know, reforms, whatever, you know, a lot of theories on that, that maybe with so much emotion at that time, be it a train wreck or something, it can move through radio waves or frequencies or even Wi-Fi. So if that being said, Who's to say that a malicious spirit can't manipulate the the electric waves um, or electromagnetic waves, if we want to go that route, and torment three families for fun? You know, and the fact that, like I said, I don't think camera technology and hacking technology, it might have been because I don't know much about technology as you all know i'm a boomer inside of a millennial but (laughs) one i don't think even the iphones i looked it up while y'all were talking you know the first iphones didn't even have front facing camera you know and even if you lay the phone down you're not laying it on the side it's facing up so i mean she's over there cutting lemons how you know how do they know you know or limes and I just don't, you had to be connected to the internet. You had to pay extra for that. I mean, maybe the family did, maybe they didn't. I know my family didn't, but we were poor. So there was that. Um, so I, I believe there's something to it. And I do feel it's paranormal, you know. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm going to sound ignorant maybe here, but did Wi-Fi even exist in 2007? I don't think it did. Maybe. Uh, I think at a basic level it might have. I think it was like satellite more, wasn't it? I'm not sure. Oh, shit. Yeah, Wi-Fi was introduced in 1997. Oh. Tommy, we we just couldn't afford the the wireless routers. That's all. (laughs) God knows how much that was. (laughs) Yeah, right. It would amaze you how expensive computer equipment was in the nineties, man. It blew it's oh, ridiculous. No. <laughs> it it even it's it's on par with parts today. Actually I think computer parts nowadays are significantly cheaper at, at some point. Um but normal final thoughts, not on computer parts. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, this is this is odd with the FBI coming in and hushing everything up and saying, you know, uh, we are not. We're not going to talk about this anymore. It's kind of weird to me, you know. If it was a serial killer or somebody was legitimately after these people, they would they would definitely still be talking about it, you know. Um, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think it was a hoax by any means, um, because they didn't. They wouldn't have gained anything from it. They are, you know, like I said earlier, probably well off, relatively well off. Um, the technology though, I can tell you, uh, Bluetooth was kind of new at the time and, um, you could, and I used to do this all the time. You could, uh, go, if somebody had their Bluetooth turned on and you had yours turned on, you could, ne- you could connect it to their phone and go through the files on their phone. Uh, they didn't need to give you permission, nothing. 
You could just go in and do it. Um, so that, you know, if it was a hacker, which, you know, hackers have been around for a long time, then could this be a thing? Possibly. Um, why? I don't know why they would do that. Just to these three families, if a hacker is going to jump in, do it to everybody around them. All the families on the street. Um, I think there was some kind of connection with these three families. Maybe, you know, they all, you said they were uh, teenage girls. They might have all got together and got that Ouija board out and was like, hey, ghosty goos around, come on in. And the one family didn't want to talk about it because they may have been heavily religious and didn't want the world to know that their daughter was dabbling in the arts, you know. Uh, but I definitely believe that this was paranormal uh, in, in a sense because uh, no hacker is going to be like, ah, violent things towards somebody. It's not going to happen. And a, a serial killer just doesn't have that kind of time. They're not going to waste time doing something like that. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts. It was definitely a possible. I'm I'm gonna go with a on the long line along the lines of a demon kind of thing mm. in the phones for sure. We pioneered this one, guys. We pioneered it. <laughs> First ones to say this was paranormal. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> if I missed you out there, I'm sorry. Don't don't send me angry emails or threatening. Raspy voice phone calls. Do it. Uh, <laughs> you know. You know. One thing we didn't touch on, and I thought about it while Josh was talking. Do you think? No, I don't want to go down conspiracy theory land, but it deals with the CIA doing tests to make sure they can drive people crazy. But Too think, late. You already said it was demons. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go back on it now. <laughs> I had to throw that out there for our conspiracy loving people. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm with you. There's just too many holes in it to to not be paranormal. And like you said, Josh, if someone had all these skills and all this equipment and the know-how, why are they just threatening for four months? Like, what are they getting out of that? They they weren't demanding money. They weren't trying to... Yeah, I just, I don't get it. Like, I know people out there like to play the cat and mouse, you know, stuff. Yeah. But to threaten three whole families for four months. Like, mm. what was your end game? Yeah. I, uh, that just seems weird to me. But an accidental demon-like energy that got put into cell phones, you know, that makes sense. Like, what else does it have to do than threaten and spy on you and mess with you? It was probably having the time of its life, well, well <laughs> at least for a while, depending where it had been. Yeah. Definitely feeding off of those negative yeah. energies they were getting from the families too. Yeah. Yeah. And just kept it going. And then and just to echo again, uh, what you said, Josh, that when the FBI showed up to silence them because they are notorious for bragging when they stop something. So if they did find out who it was or did, even if they never found out anything, but it stopped, they would send out uh, some release saying uh, they got scared off. Our presence was here, you know, so this has stopped. We'll continue to monitor. But just for it to yeah. go away. Yeah. So now they did something. Their paranormal wing came in, took the phones, and we probably have, you know, a bunch of phone demons stuck in a <laughs> vault somewhere. It's a possibility. Uh, But, yeah, so I think we're all pretty much on the same page. I do, definitely, I think the coolest thing that came out of this episode are more experiments for us. Yeah. Seeing which which conduits, which conductors work best, if we can simulate some of this phone stuff. Yeah. Josh's going to summon a demon into his phone. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy a cheap iPhone from back in the day. <laughs> we'll do it with that. <laughs> oh, man. I think they said the... First gen unboxed iPhone sold for like $300,000. I just need one shitty one that barely works. <laughs> <laughs> and may, uh, maybe it all ties back to Apple. And there was some soul selling for their success, and it's just Apple products that are susceptible to demon. Yeah, position. I mean, could be. 
<laughs> Going back to Android. <laughs> which, which I'm protected. <laughs> which, you know, I got a new phone and everyone's like, oh, you switched over to Apple. I guess that looks like an Apple, but I'm like, it's not an Apple. That's kind of weird, right? yeah. I mean, because this is the 13 and the 14 looks. Oh, yeah, uh, mine looks like that. Nowhere near Something mine. similar to that. Yeah. Mine has a special well, case on it. Maybe they just assume since it's a new phone, it's an Apple. Yeah, mine's not doing lame. that. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, Apple users. Um, you can look up protection sigils to put on your phone. Yeah, you might want to look into that just in case while we're figuring it out. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, who does huh? that? Protection if you even hear this episode it might get silenced (laughs) (laughs) thanks everybody for tuning in if you liked what you hear tonight heard tonight because you already heard it we're done uh leave us a rating review you know help us move up uh go and like us on on all the social medias uh go check out us on youtube recently posted a new investigation uh in missouri Cool stuff, cool stuff. Uh, look at all our cool visuals and pretty faces on Patreon. Uh, you also get merch for signing up for that. And, I mean, it's win, win, win. You, you support us, you get to see stuff, and you get uh, like shirts and mugs and stuff. So it's cool. That's cool. And if you just want merch and don't want to see our pretty faces, probably because Tommy's is included. True. Uh, there is... <laughs> There is an Etsy shop as well. Just search us na- our name on Etsy. A uh, bunch of cool shirts and stickers and stuff out there. But yeah, definitely uh, drop us some comments and let us know what you think. Mm-hmm.